This is the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. The most terrifying picture you will ever see. Boils and ghouls, lock your doors and strap yourselves in. From Los Angeles, California, Bloody Disgusting presents the Boo Crew Podcast. Horror news, commentary, reviews, interviews, and more. With your hosts, Lauren and Trevor Shand and Leone D'Antonio. I'm Leo. I'm Lauren. I'm Trevor. And welcome to the Boo Crew Podcast, episode 367. Happy New Year, everybody, I guess, right? <laughs> like, what, what is it, the 16th I'm recording this now? Yeah. Yep. It's a little late. <laughs> yeah, a little late. We're very sorry about that. But we had to, you know what, we got to a point where I think we all felt like we needed to take a little break, I guess. The last time we were together recording was on stage, I think. Or was it, do we do we talk to Joe Bigas for, for Christmas Bloody Christmas? Yeah, that was Post after. That. that happened after that? Yeah. So we talked, yeah, Joe Begas yeah. and Riley Dandy were in here talking about yes. the incredible Christmas Bloody Christmas, uh, which we all loved. And really, yeah. that kind of set the tone for the, the holiday season of horror movie watching, which is extraordinary. But then right before that, we were all on stage at Midsummer Scream's Season Screamings event, which is kind of their holiday horror edition of Christmas-themed convention uh, over in Pasadena that they've been doing every year and it it, god it was so much fun and we had the esteemed honor of hosting the Flaniverse reunion panel or what they call the Flaniverse reunion panel and it was it was uh, Mike Flanagan Kate Siegel Annabeth Gish Henry Thomas Axel Carolyn joined us on stage It, it was supposed to um Alex Esso was also supposed to be there. She unfortunately couldn't make it. Am I forgetting anyone else on the panel? Was that everybody? I think that That's was... That's everyone. I think that was it, yeah. And we just yeah. talked about working, you know, d- developing that kind of troupe that's worked on everything from Haunting of Hill, Hill House to Midnight Club and then the upcoming Fall of the House of Usher, which we, I mean, I know you listening can't wait for. And I can't wait. Neither can we. I mean, I've been reading yeah. so much and then, of course, we talked to, to Mike about that uh, at the panel and just to hear him kind of talk about how bloody, like it's saying it's the most bloody thing he's ever done and kind of the closest he's gotten to Giallo. It's going to be amazing. Uh, There's stories of him having to wade through the set wearing like those, you know, those big rubber boots, those wading boots, right? So, you know, when you walk through lakes and stuff and you wear those pants (laughs) with the suspenders, like through oceans of blood on set. Wow. Betty Alvarez said. Exactly, right? We could have used those when the toilet overflowed. Yes, yes. That was really. Come on, I'm turning my donut over here. (laughs) (laughs) That was was something that did happen over the the Christmas break, so to speak. Yeah. Um, A giant flood happened. I'm not sure how it happened. It was toilet water. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It wasn't dirty toilet water, luckily. Yeah, no, it was just. It was coming Everywhere. out. Yeah, it was coming out of the back of the toilet, like the tank of the toilet. The dude, Leo, did you even hear about mm-hmm. this? No, I didn't. Yeah, it was just like we were upstairs uh, putting the kids to bed, I think. And all of a sudden, I ran downstairs to get something. You know, one of the kids forgot a stuffed animal or something. So I come down, and it's like there's water in the hallway. It's in the garage. It's in the dining room. Like what, a quarter of an inch, maybe. It was, yeah. It's sloshing everywhere. And the scary thing is, since we 
collect movie props and wardrobe and things is that's the first thing that's we're freaking out right because it's some of it didn't it almost touch yeah the original tunic from yeah. midsummer of the so oracle close. It was so close. So close. So we're grabbing stuff. I'm losing my mind. We're throwing mm. every towel, every blanket. We have paper towels everywhere. Wake up all the kids. They're coming down and helping. So it's the four kids and us running around trying to stop this flood. And it's going through the walls into other rooms uh-huh. through the walls. Like it's going under oh, the floorboards and, mm-hmm. and going into the garage. So then in the garage, it's soaking boxes and whatever God knows whatever else is in there. So we're running around trying to stop this water. I mean, obviously we shut the main water valve of the toilet to stop this you know, from getting even worse because it was climbing higher and higher. And I'm losing my mind. And we're pushing stuff oh, out the yeah. door. Lauren's drawing any props or anything that that got touched with water. And we're just freaking out. And of course, bedtime turned into, what, four hours, five hours later. Everybody helping out kind of. Luckily, we have like a, a basketball team sized family. So we were all, yeah. <laughs> it was all hands yeah, on right. deck. And we were able- <laughs> yeah. Although, God, that's crazy. That was I feel like Everett didn't do anything. No. No. Didn't he freak out and just ran up the stairs or something yeah he was like i can't deal with this yeah and then that was it i mean it was messy and then the next day like taking everything out of the garage and yada yada but you listening are probably bored silly about this as our big, <laughs> our big christmas that's crazy event, event. Yes. <laughs> but then uh yeah on, on the other side of things i don't know it, it's gotten to a point i don't know lauren can you verbalize a little bit about I mean, I, to be honest, on my end, I've been I've been battling with depression and it's a kind of um, I don't know. It's an accumulation of stuff that's happened pre pandemic. And then, of course, during the pandemic, which, uh, you know, caused everybody to rethink different uh, parts of their lives or, or things that they're going through maybe became worse because of the pandemic or, you know, uh, so I experienced some of that. And one of the, all, all, another byproduct of the pandemic, I guess, is kind of what's been happening to the podcast space, right? Yeah. It's uh, very crowded. It hasn't been the yeah. same. Yeah. And I mean, uh, hey, it's great. Hey, there's more content than ever before, but also there's more content than ever before. So sometimes it feels like you're screaming in a wind tunnel. Yeah. And uh, it can be a little discouraging. Yeah. I definitely think the pandemic changed everything and you know where you could only find interviews with certain people on maybe a handful of shows now you can find them on like 50 shows yeah and then you know uh over the pandemic some celebrities got bored and decided to start their own podcast which is really great um but i think that you know it's hard to compete with a celebrity that already has a huge fan base sure and then is you know doing something and putting it out there and it's just discouraging yeah and i mean you listening here maybe you started your own podcast maybe you already had your own podcast going into the pandemic and you're experiencing this as well with what's been going on out there and the amount of the amount of noise really uh, it doesn't even have to be horror. Any kind of content now. Yeah. We are s- swimming. <laughs> to bring up that flood. We are swimming in <laughs> seas of content. Maybe it's even hard 
as a listener to decide where to go or what to how to navigate through all that stuff because i mean i know i like when you can now hear an interview with somebody on 50 different podcasts uh, on a junket we're talking about one film in particular because a lot of what these junkets have turned into is they keep you focused there's a, a you know you log on to one of these zooms your time's very limited and uh, and that's another thing we used to be able to have people always over to the studio but now it's a little bit of a different landscape now the publicists are used to kind of this zoom format where yep. A talent or a director, whoever can sit in a hotel room and do 100, 200 interviews in a day, one after another, by restricting time, being there to monitor what kind of questions you ask, being there to interject when things are going off topic of that particular film they're talking about. And um, it becomes, I don't know, the sterile. A little bit sterile that I find that what's been happening over the pandemic. Yeah. Just with the interview podcasts in general is a little has become a little sterile and it's hard to, I don't know. I, I find that, that through that, I don't know. I wonder if we've lost um, the Zell for operating in those confines. It's been harder and harder to get people to come over. And we're trying to navigate more back towards that, which is something that we really want to focus on being able to do moving forward. But I also think that one of the things that uh, that we've lost also is because since we were so we've been so interview based and every show has been about a guest in particular that we've kind of lost just the, the element of maybe just us three talking. Yeah. And um We'd also like to kind of explore moving back towards more of those conversations and more of those episodes for what it's worth. I mean, I, listen, I don't know if you listening are interested in, in hearing what we have to say about anything. There's so many voices in the space right now. So I don't know. Like, again, that's part of my own stuff that I'm trying to deal with, you know, if it matters, you know, um, what we think, <laughs> um, you know, in this in this space or not. Um but yeah, so that's kind of where we've been. So I think uh, just heading into the holiday season, uh, I know I can, I'm speaking for myself, just kind of very overwhelmed and we've been going nonstop. I mean, I hate to do, I, I don't want to sound like I'm whining or anything. No, I think you you're know? just explaining. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. But it's, you know, um, how do, how well, do you, you know, say? People, people, people do not realize or don't think about this, but we've been going nonstop five years yeah i guess it think about been that, that yeah, long yeah. it's been that long yes wow think about that no commercials no breaks no season two no hiatus <laughs> it's true yeah no, yeah my biorhythms are off so we're taking on you know none of that shit it's like we've been going five years strong you know that's what people don't realize you know and we've yeah. been doing a lot of weeks where we've been taping uh, again. Now I feel, now I sound, I feel like we're sound like we're whining, but just to let you in behind the curtain a little bit. So there's been weeks where we tape five, six episodes a week. Yeah, you know we're we're taping in advance, or we're you know, and you know we all have day jobs as well, and it's spending those hours, you know, trying to get prepared, you know, to have guests in, and even just even just the. Um, preparing the house or the studio for instance or making sure the kids are being babysat while we're in here on a press junket or sitting on a press junket waiting three hours before we get our five minutes with a with a guest and all that stuff over and over and over again in a space that's become more noisy 
sometimes feels like, you know, at the end of the day, exhausting, exhausting, but also isn't worth it. Like, do you, are, are you listening Do you, are you getting anything from that anymore in, in a, in a, in a place where in, a, in the horror community has become the space where there is so much uh, people involved and so many people doing it. It's, it's an awesome. It's, I mean, it's bigger than it's ever been, which is so exciting. But what do you now want to hear as a listener to this show? You know, and I think it's something we've asked before, but I, I don't know. It feels like, um, I mean, I personally would love to know, um, not only to see if, you know, Boo Cruise is still kind of worthwhile doing, um, but just kind of where your mind is at with the horror community in general. I'm just fascinated to know because it has changed significantly. And I know a lot of you listening are also creators yourself and what you're noticing in the content space and how you are doing with your own stuff as well. You know, how, how you feel about it. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know if the, uh, Lauren or Leo, if you guys have anything else to add to to that. Um, well, you know, as they say, um, Spiderman, actually, Einstein, I'm not sure. This is two things in life are certain, and that's taxes and death. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, I'm going to be dead soon. That's a fact. Okay. So my time is limited. So there's so much to choose from. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like everybody's pulling you in a million directions, right? listen to this, watch this, stream this, sign up for the, you know, then it's kind of like, there's no time, you know, there, there's just so much. And if you think there's so much streaming, it's 1000 fold more in the podcast world, you know? So it's like, there's somebody that's just, you know, it's like, okay, hey, got a new show. And I got the same guest that 40 other people have on, you know, and it's, it's kind of like, well, which one do you listen to? Which one do you support? Cause you, you know, it's like tick tock, tick tock, the time's ticking, you know, the clock's ticking, you know, it's like, I'll be dead soon. So it's like, it's so, it's so, it's, it's, it's overwhelming. It's it's like, it's like, what do you do? What do you support? What do you listen to? What do you watch? You know? Yeah, no, definitely. And how to stand out and be different in an interview where a lot of the time I feel like the actors or directors are just like programmed and focused to say the same thing. And I mean, understandable. Yeah. I mean, when you're sitting in a hotel room and that's, yeah. that's the call exactly. of the day, what else do yeah. you do? You know, but it has become more of that since the pandemic and everything changed. Right. Yeah. It has become more. Yeah. Of that. It's just, the, it's the nature of the beast. It's evolved, right? It's evolved right. into that. Yeah. And we've watched it evolve into that. It didn't used to be that way. So, and it's, it's interesting. It's a different time, but yeah. you know, it's interesting. So we'll see how that is navigating that moving forward. But I digress. So we thought we'd kind of <laughs> dive back into the, you know, I, I guess not dive gently wade back into the, into the, the rhythm of things with an episode with just us talking. And maybe you've tuned out <laughs> because your favorite actor or director is not the focus of this uh, interview, this uh, this podcast directly, this episode. But if you are here with us, thank you so much. Your time means absolutely everything to us. And uh, we're so, so grateful that you're here. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for listening and supporting us. Uh, we have some really awesome people that back us that I love talking to. And, you know, it's really cool that we met all of you. Um, and I hope we find a new way to fit into this space um, and to stick around and 
see what happens. Well said. Well said. And I, you know, on a personal note, I've had to delete. (laughs) And maybe you listening, I'm sure you've gone through this or you've thought about doing this, but I got to a point and it's not just not just the horror community or anything like that. But um, I, I just had to delete Twitter and Instagram off my phone. Yeah. You know, see, I, I don't. So I basically run the Instagram. So if anybody's ever wondering, but, you know, sometimes Trevor and Leo pop on there, too. But um, I, I don't really look at stories. I don't know. I'm just really bad at that. Um, if you write, I try to write back. Um, but I post a lot of stuff, but I am horrible at Twitter. I just, I don't even go on there. Um, and I used to be on Facebook, but I just feel like it's not real. It's just people bragging about all these things. And I see my kids be a product of this. Like, oh, this family went on this vacation. Oh, yeah. Why didn't we go there? Yeah, this happens a lot over the Christmas break, too, right? It's like it's almost like a peer pressure. And I mean, again, you listening, I'm sure you know exactly what we're talking about, right? This is expectation to have your life divided into Instagram moments or or something to tweet that's going to blow everybody away, whether that's something you've done or something that you, you know, it's become a lot of that. And when you're not feeling like everything is perfect in your world and you're bombarded with the greatest hits of everybody. Yeah. Cause it, you rarely see like the low times. Like there are people, I will say there are people on Facebook that will equally show the good and the bad. And sure. I love that. Sure. And and I try to, you know, if I'm really frustrated with my children or, you know, I'm like, oh, this happened. But that's in the minority. Like, that's in the, in the minority, right? It's mostly yeah. the other. Yeah. Like, I share my, ugh, this just happened. Yeah. But um, most people don't. And, you know, it, I just, I don't know. I, I, I have so many jobs, you guys. <laughs> um, I, it's like. Oh, hey, I got none, so want to toss one or two my way? Right, there it. you go. Well, <laughs> I mean, maybe. Uh, do, do you want to parent my four kids? <laughs> yeah, right. But that's the thing. That's I'll just the thing. Straight. That's just the thing, right? You never know what someone on the other, line, uh, right. other end of that is going through, right? Yeah. And, um, uh, again, this is it really doesn't have much to do with the horror community at large. This is kind of just social media in general. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I, I got to say from d- in the week that I've deleted those apps off my phone, I've felt a lot better. Yeah, I felt a lot better. There's yeah. mystique. Oh, yeah, there's mystique and yeah. not and not being, you know, plugged into everything that's happening with every single person and even people you don't know at the uh, touch of a button. There's mystique in, in that and um, mystique. Uh, brings mystery, right? Mystique, yeah. mystery. There's power in uh, in things, in in mystery being in some things in many different ways. And one of those ways is it's um, it, it creates a sense of wonder too. Still, and I find that for me anyway, social media, Instagram, Twitter started to rob me of wonder. Uh, and and I, wonder is something I crave. I I, I love wonder. I love not knowing um it opens up creative spaces for me uh personally so it's been nice to to take a break yeah you know i agree i mean yeah, yeah. i just 
I, you know, I feel like I took a break from Facebook because I, I just needed a break. Mm-hmm. And, and also I'm just, I'm really busy and I just felt like if I posted something, I, I didn't have time to reply to people and then I felt bad and it's just, it's just better without it. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Yep. No, no. It's yep. and I mean, I this episode as well that you're listening. I mean, this is we're not going to edit this. This is all just kind of real raw talk. And again, we apologize in advance <laughs> for any awkwardness yeah. between us and that causes. Um, but yeah, I, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I over the past couple of months, I started doing therapy as well. And again, I, I, I want to make sure this is not just about, this is, you know, this is not all about the podcast or, you know, this is other stuff that's been going on too. And I find that that found that that's been helping a lot. So I urge you, if you are listening and you are going through some stuff, definitely take advantage of any resources you have. And uh, if you could talk to someone about therapy or, or anything like that, definitely go and do it. It's been something that's kind of been really helping me um and it's something i plan on diving into more as we progress here and uh yeah yep and and if you have social media and you love it more power to you yeah. this is hey, just yeah. our is, personal yeah, exactly. experience yep. um with it i mean there are people that love it and you know it brings joy to them and if it brings joy to you. Then and don't I, stop doing it, man. Anything, yeah, anything that brings you joy, that. do not stop. <laughs> do not stop. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that said, let's, uh, let's talk about movies, man. We are here to talk about movies and we never did a really any wrap up of 2022. And we usually do that very traditionally with our, our very close friends and, and, and great guests and, and previous guests of the show. But we thought we'd kind of just, again, in the spirit of everything we're talking about, just kind of wade back in and do it with the three of us. So that's what we'll do. We'll go around the room here and we'll each start with one film that really knocked our socks off. There's so many movies that came out in 2022. I think more than, I think there's more, uh, more movies that have come out this year that have become my all time favorites in maybe any year other than 2009 of horror. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, 2009 in particular is an amazing year. Yeah, Drag Me to Hell and Jennifer's Body both in that year. Yep. Anyway, yep. Lauren, we'll start start with you. What do you got? Okay, so this, I'm not putting my list in like this was my favorite movie. It is just a movie that I really liked yeah. for 2022. Um, and I know you guys like similar movies, so I'm picking something different. Um. And I really liked You Won't Be Alone with uh, Numi Rapace. Yes. Um, oh, the, 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 vamp- the vampire. Oh, no, the witch, the witch the movie. The witch, the witch movie, yep. And yes. Yeah, I, that was great. It, it was so beautiful. Um, and it was, I think it took place in the 19th century um, in this isolated mountain village. And... I don't want to give away too much because the description anywhere you look just gives that the gives whole, a whole plot of the thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, hello, right? Um, that's someone a lot. Uh, that's a movie a lot of people tend not to talk about. I don't hear a lot of talk about that movie, and that's that's a sad thing because it is. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah, it was really good. Um, it's not 
super scary. I'm just going to let you know that if you're looking for something that's really scary, but it has to do with witches and it's kind of like fantasy and it's all about old um, witch folklore, which I thought was very interesting and it was really beautifully shot. Um, it was directed by Goran Stolvesky, I believe I said that right. Um, and yeah, it was a really beautiful film and I didn't fall asleep. That's a good sign. If Lauren, that's like a litmus yeah. test. Yeah. <laughs> Lauren stays awake through the whole thing. Although, although I will say Lauren fell asleep during the menu okay. last night. That film blew my mind and unfortunately she fell asleep. And not because, not I, I, because yeah, it, it was a long day. It was, right? yeah. Sometimes it's not the movie. Yeah. It's just my life. Mm-hmm. And I just, I fight it. I try to fight it. Because we watch movies so late. Because yeah, by do. the time we put all our kids to bed and I've done my 80th job of the day, I'm just really tired. So. But yeah, yeah. that's a, you won't be alone. That's a, that's the full title. Is that right? You won't yeah. be alone. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that's a great did you guys, one. Did you, guys ever, did you guys ever see Prometheus? No. No. Okay, it's it's well, it's you know, it's in the alien uh, universe. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's definitely sci-fi horror. And I loved Numi Rapaz in that movie, especially when you get to like the the big reveal at the end, like who made us and stuff, and what where we came from and all that. Like, it's really creepy because that's what people are thinking when they think of the whole UFOs and UAPs that are out there. They're thinking that like somebody out there, somebody made us, you know? Wow. And like when that gets revealed. Like when the truth comes out and we're told the truth, that's going to, you know, of course, the chaos is going to unfold, but it's, but it, it could very well play out like the movie Prometheus, which I think is very strange, but, you know, believable, totally believable. That's really wow. cool. I'm down. I'm down for that. Yeah, yeah no, that down. sounds good. Leo, speaking of Leo, what you got, man? What's uh, what's one that uh, blew your mind in 2022? So, oh, man, right off the bat, it was definitely... Uh, the prequel to the Predator movies. The movie was called Prey. Yeah. Uh, by Directed by Dan Trachtenberg, who made one of my favorite movies, uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Um, there's these two actors that I've, I've never heard of. I've never seen, you know, because I don't watch television. So, I, you know, Amber Mithunder played the lead with, and, and uh, Dakota Beavers played her brother. So the fact that, uh, you know, they've casted uh, native actors you know and shot this in, on beautiful i think it was shot somewhere in canada beautiful landscape cinematography and, and told the predator story and you know if you watch the trailer you're thinking okay how stupid is, is this movie gonna be because it's like you have people with primitive weapons in, in the 16 1700s you know or i can't remember whatever year it was and then you have an advanced alien right and it's like who's gonna win right you're thinking this is this is dumb you know but the movie really unfolds in a believable way that shows you, you know, how these young actors, uh, these young people in the movie, uh, Amber and Dakota, how they're both, um, they're both, you know, they both were trained as, as young kids, young adults to be, to be actual warriors, hunter gatherers, you know, and to fight, you know, and to defend their lands and their beliefs and all that, you know, so it's just so beautiful the way it was done. Um, highly recommend it. And you can actually watch it in English, which I did. And you can actually go back and watch it, I believe, in Comanche, the actual act Oh, wow. They from. did a whole version in Comanche? They did. Yeah, they wow. did. Wow. And the very, very cool thing, if you watch it and you pay attention to the, little, the smallest of details, like what the war paint makeup 
means on their face, like like why they or why they have scars on their arm, for example, or why uh, the big like there's the, like there's a scene involving the whistling and, and there's this whole like lore about you never whistle, you know, if, if you're part of that culture because there's like superstitious about you know uh, evil spirits and stuff so if you pay attention to all the little stuff you're gonna be blown away by like what how they told the story you're like man there's a lot to unpack yeah i've never i, I didn't never got a chance to watch prey Did believe you it or not it? i might have started it but i didn't make oh it but yeah i didn't make it very far for whatever reason it wasn't because i wasn't I'm, interested i'm just God, i'm just so bummed that I did not get the chance to see in the theater because that that would have been like a theater movie for sure. Yeah, it, it went straight to streaming. Yeah, I remember that. There wasn't, yeah. and a lot of people were say that about that movie as well. I, I mean, yeah. I could imagine the cinematography based on the time period and and uh, you know content yeah. that yeah to see that on a big expansive big screen would be. Amazing. And they told a very good solid Predator movie. Like you're watching an actual Predator movie. You know what I'm saying? It's like. It's not like a Danny Glover sequel. It's like, oh, we're sure trying to blow shit up. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, no, it's, it's just a legit Predator movie. Like he, you see why he shows up to earth for the first time and why he's here to kill, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, whoa, this is going to be cool. You know? And, and it is cool. <laughs> so highly recommend. On my list, I've got a bunch, but one that I want to highlight right off the bat is Deadstream. And I know you guys all feel the same yes. way. Yes. Vanessa yes. and Joe Winter. Oh, my God. Sure. Oh, yeah. my God. This is so good. And oh, wow. I, I remember we were brought in on that a little bit earlier on in the game when um, I think before even it started hitting festivals. Yep. And it was before past- the movie was done. Actually, was it was it before the movie was done? Yeah. Even wow, yeah, so. it was back. So we saw like one of the first cuts. I think it was so. I, I don't know if anything changed from that version. I, you know what? I I don't know because right. I just keep watching that same version. I think that we got that same <laughs> right. version. I loved that movie. That's I so loved good. it. I remember when we first started watching it, and within the first. Five minutes, Lauren and I looked at each other. I was like, "Oh my god, this shit is funny as hell." Yeah, I was like, when I yeah. first turned it on, I was like, "Oh god, please don't fall asleep, please don't fall asleep." And then I was like, "Oh my god, this is so funny." There's it was so no funny. way I'm gonna yeah, fall. Asleep. That was the first thing, like the charisma of Joe Winter, who also co-wrote and directed this thing with his wife Vanessa. He stars as this kind of disgraced youtube vlogger and um he is so fucking funny and perfect in that role (laughs) that he just sucks you right in like he is unbelievable and then the pacing of how the story is told and when it gets scary it takes itself like it takes its scares as seriously as it takes its humor when it's funny it is unbelievably scary i remember there's so many times where i still literally have a physical jump reaction like and i'm i'm laughing it made me smile and it just put me in the greatest mood it was everything that i love about the genre rolled into one film honestly one of the best movies i've seen not only of the year but ever for me it spoke to me on every single level and then lauren got me a Sean Ruddy Rules t-shirt for Christmas. Oh, that's it's, awesome. It's my favorite t-shirt. It's my favorite t-shirt. You know, I take off that's the awesome. Stephen King Rules shirt from Monster Squad, the red shirt with the yellow yeah. It's so, so great. And then to have that extra treat this year of seeing their segment in VHS 99 to Helen Back, 
also starring Joe Winter and Melanie Stone as Mabel, the demon into Hell and Back. Oh God, she's so fantastic. And it was, it was so great to see them back that soon doing what they do. Oh, so well. And to really recreate hell in a short film setting. It was, God, it was brilliant. And I got VHS 99, of course. This kind of spins into VHS 99, right? Yeah. Maggie Levin, Johannes Roberts, Fly Low, uh, Tyler McIntyre, and uh, The Winters. Oh, my God. Killed yeah. it. Killed Amazing. it. Amazing. Absolutely killed it. That was another highlight for me. Lauren, moving on to you. You got another one? Yes, I do. So, um, I really loved Hellbender. Hellbender! The Adams Hellbender! Oh my God! Yes, yes, I forgot that was 2022. Yes, the Adams yeah. family. So creative. And the music, the metal, just. Yeah, that they did themselves with their band Hellbender. Yeah. It's right. crazy. God. Um, just so creative. And I love that they're a working family and they seem so sweet and so into what they're doing and so supportive of each other. It was just really refreshing and they just seem so excited that they got all this attention and they should get the attention because the film was really great. Yeah, what they're doing, it, it yeah, it's so well thought out and it's done with heart and so much passion. The film looks beautiful. Filmed in, yeah. I believe, the Catskills. Yep. Right, and it, it's, yes. it's just got this yeah. Pacific Northwest kind of look to it. It's uh, all in the woods. It's witchy. It's dark as fuck. It's like black metal. It's so awesome. Yeah, they they know what they are doing, and I can't wait for their new film that they've been working on. Now I don't know. I, I'm not sure of the current state. It is. I think yeah. it's a period piece. Wasn't it a period piece, Leo? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if they moved on to a different one because remember they actually told us what they were working yeah. on the title. I mean, yeah. what, and it seems like it's something different. So I, I, could, I could be wrong. Interesting. However, uh, however, we do have uh, one of our friends of the show, Melissa Brockman. You know, she's been posting here and there. Not exactly what she's working on for the movie, but I know she's been making some props for the movie, like uh, you know, like uh, practical gore effects and stuff. And, yeah. Maybe maybe some limbs and stuff. So I've seen her, I've seen her working on it, and of course I'm not, you know, I'm I'm, I'm keeping the distance. I'm like, hey, I don't want to know yet. I just want to be surprised. But very cool, you're working with them, and uh, yeah, just a big shout out to her and her husband Cliff. They're both the co-owners of the North American Bigfoot Center in Boring, Oregon. Um, and yeah, she's she's doing awesome things with movie props, and she's definitely working with the Adams family, doing some cool stuff. So whatever movie is coming out this year, I believe. It's going to be fucking awesome. That's so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. Leo, how about you, man? What else you got on deck? Uh, man, this movie is one that if you suspend disbelief and you just go along with the story, I found it very enjoyable and it was Orphan First Kill. Yes! William Brent Bell, Ooh, our yes. man. Yes. It's just, you know, it, I, I just like that, 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 that story is so creepy, man. Especially, you know, because uh, he did bring up the fact in one of our previous conversations that it is based on this young Ukrainian girl, you know, who was not exactly young. She was older, but she was living that double life, baking, you know, of being a little girl and like being manipulative and doing crazy stuff, you know. So it is based on true life, you know. And But the fact that Isabel Furman came back 
and they found a way to work her in using you know perspective camera distance and lenses and and wardrobe and props you know i, I know what you call it uh, like shoes to, to elevate them smaller and yeah. taller and higher i mean just blew my mind like if you just you know suspend this like if you don't watch the first one immediately and you just suspend disbelief and you're like that's so crazy like the movie works it just it's just so entertaining it's just so it's so creepy like it just transitions into the next movie so perfectly you know yeah and shout out to the editing on that too with josh ethier and yes. I've talked about him yeah. so many times. He's my favorite editor, Gretel and Hansel. And then he yeah. had the he had the task of making <laughs> making Orphan First Kill look believable. Like make that yeah. illusion yeah. and that magic trick come to life with the help obviously of William Brent Bell. Right. Oh, so awesome. Yeah. So awesome. I'm gonna go to another film that was another one that we saw earlier on in the game and go back to witches with two witches. Yes, yes. Pierre yes. Sigaridis, Maxime Rancon, Rebecca yeah. Kennedy was here as well uh, to yes. talk about that film and Christina Klebe in this movie. Oh, one of the creepiest uh, witch movies yes. I've ever seen. Yeah. God, yeah. Use of negative space was next level. The score was next level. Everything about yeah. that movie was just creep me out in every single way i i yeah. i don't know what else to say it's a beautiful a beautifully horrific vision and yep. pierre's a visionary he and he's so nice yeah. the nicest the yes. nicest dude ever that whole crew no egos so nice just doing it because they love to do it and they want to do something interesting and, and great looking and that's going to give all the horror fans a ride and they did it with two witches. It's again one of my all-time favorite films, and it came out in 2022. Yep, and you're wearing yep. a shirt. I'm wearing a two witches shirt. Yes. Nice. You can't see me, but I'm wearing the two witches <laughs> shirt right now. I know. I'm nice. sure that's great podcasting talking right. about. Well, like, hey, wearing no one. I'm wearing a two witches shirt. It's my. It's one of my favorite shirts uh, next to my Sean Ruddy shirt. <laughs> I just kind of <laughs> wear this and the Sean Ruddy shirt back to back to. That's back. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I love that film, and I again, I can't wait to see what what is next from them and i can't wait to which is a movie i love rewatching, so i can't wait to watch that that movie again again it's one of the scariest movies i've seen really yeah. really is really is like just shot dude like shots of like a field and like way in the distance see an old woman kind of yep. walking across and she makes stop you and so stare. nervous it's so unsettling yep. it's brilliant cinematography brilliant cinematography yeah. All right, Lauren. What else you got? Pearl. Pearl. Oh, yes. Hell yes. Ty West. Pearl. We're going back to 1918, right? Okay. I I yeah. liked Pearl better than X. I'm I know a lot of people might think I'm crazy. Unpopular or... opinion, it seems, right? <laughs> yes. But I'm with you. I love the costumes and the story and just the cinematography. It was just really beautiful to watch and Mia Goth she's such an amazing actor I mean she just carried this movie it was so great I find she got to shine even more on Pearl yes. yeah and reach for especially, these especially those monologues man. yes right those yeah. monologues and the, so the auditioning she had to do again and yeah you know because it had that kind of look and feel of like old Hollywood, right? Yeah. Like the Wizard of Oz and, th and things like that. It was yeah. kind of like a Technicolor slasher. It was really, right. really, really neat. Yeah. Yep. 
and just her facial expressions yeah are crazy like so cool and just like the fact that people are putting her on the top of their tree oh yeah that happened <laughs> yeah oh that's hilarious uh, because you wanted to be a star yeah um, yeah that's hilarious. just speaks that's volumes about her um and so i'm very excited for maxine Yes, it's supposed to take place in 1985 around home video stores, you know, video rentals oh, and all yeah. that stuff. It's going to be so great. Yeah. And Ty West is a yeah. master of living yeah. in certain eras, too, right? House yes. of the Devil. Yeah. House of the Devil was a film lifted out of the late 70s, 80s. Again, one of my all-time favorites. I watched that over the, I think over the Christmas break. I know you were in... Uh, the emergency room at the time when that's right i showed our 13 year old daughter house of the devil and even she loved it thank you yeah you know i was dealing- uh, no, and that was <laughs> what were you yeah. gonna say what were you gonna say leo <laughs> no lauren you were gonna say you were dealing with what i just like i was trying to leave the freaking hospital yeah they wanted to keep you in there and they wouldn't let me leave i have a hernia and basically part of my intestines were pulling through the hernia so they had to do Ouch. Uh, so they had to push it back in. Um, so I got that hernia 13 years ago mm-hmm. and I still have it because I'm too busy to take care of myself. Something that my brother <laughs> gives me a lot of crap about that I take care of everybody else. But this year, it is my goal to get a New Year's resolution, huh? Hernia, hernia surgery. surgery. I'm very excited. Oh, gosh. Uh-huh. That doesn't sound fun at all. <laughs> no, it was it was so painful. I I started at urgent care and then they were like, yeah, you need to go to the emergency room. And I was just like, I don't have time for this. But I, then I was in a lot of pain and I was like, OK, maybe I should be here. But the best part <laughs> is that they had the original terrifier in the uh the waiting room oh yeah in the waiting room they had a tv like just an open tv that you can watch whatever and (laughs) And, like everyone in the waiting room had to watch whatever and like there were some really sick people and but there was a sign that said like don't put on anything that's not appropriate is that what they said i didn't even see a sign yeah i just thought you just put on terrifier i did (laughs) but that's hilarious and i left (laughs) but um uh, I think I might have told that weird lady sitting next to me. I was like, this is a great film about clowns. It'll cheer you right up. I don't up. know, man. And I was oh, just thinking, no. you know what? Anybody in this room will feel much better after seeing this film because it, it could be worse. They could be sawed in half. There you go. So yeah, at least you're not in the ER because you're being sawed in half. So Hopefully. Right. I hope everybody at St. Joe's really enjoyed the first Terrifier. It was on, on a, I think it was on Roku? I don't know, something. Yeah. Well, not to not to lead you in or abate you into talking about anything in particular, Leo, but, you know, that you could bounce off this in a way if, you, if you'd like. With? Uh, you know, <laughs> I was going to add to that and say that um, um, watching... House of the Devil for the first time. Oh, you yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, said, yeah, hey, yeah. you gotta watch this. I watched it, and this this has happened twice to me. The movie finished, the movie ended, and I immediately went on the line to, to Google, like, who is Jocelyn Donahue? How old is she now? Like, where is she today? Like, how many movies? You know, because I was just like, 
I, I just didn't get it did not compute to me that the movie was a recent movie and it was set in the 80s like the movie felt 80s yeah like yeah, legit, really legit yep yep and then you know and then talk talking to her when she came on she came over you know she's god she's so amazing that's so great and, and telling us the stories of the props you know of the old school coke or pepsi um cups you know for the pizza parlor you know that kind of stuff like so much little detail that ty west put into this movie you know to to make it look believable and it totally did you know? oh yeah no stone left and, unturned and also her performance was yeah. there like to be able to capture almost yeah. like the performance the spirit of a performance from that era as well was something that jocelyn did just wonderfully yes. and yeah. i'd like to add looking ahead to 2023 i am very excited about the last stop in yuma county hell yeah Woo-hoo! speaking of oh, jocelyn yeah. donahue teaming up with the uh, our good friend the local boogeyman yeah, yeah, this is going to be, I mean, the cast is incredible. I mean, it's going to be such a ride. I'm so excited. Yeah, I think like everybody's yeah. everybody's going to be in this thing, right? Yeah. <sighs> yep. well, who's the director of that? It's the one guy. Look that, it up. Look it up now. We uh, got to give him a shout out. The director is. Um, it's okay. It's uh, Francis Gillipi. Uh, Gillipi. Yes, that's him. Yes, that's it. But it's starring Jim Cummings, uh, Richard Brake, just all kinds of crazy people. <sighs> yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, for Alex, that one. Alex Esso. Alex Esso's in that too, and Barbara Crampton. Wait, Alex Esso's in that one too? Yeah, yes. I totally yeah. forgot about that. Dude, he's got quite the cast. Oh my god! And it, wow. yeah, if you if you love horror T-shirts, by the way, and you're not familiar, check out check out local boogeyman stuff. It's awesome. Yep. It is awesome. The softest tees. The softest tees, and it's also like horror shirts <laughs> with a different kind of spin, right? They're not like the typical kind of horror shirt you're thinking of. They're uh, yeah, boogeyman's got uh, he's got it's got it figured out. Yeah, sure does. The Boo Crew will be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Right back. When you mix metal with murder, you get a killer combination. All hell breaks loose as the master of suspense, Dario Argento, joins forces with the metal muscle of Iron Maiden, Motorhead, Goblin, and Bill Wyman in one terrifying film, Creepers. A film so horrifying it'll make your skin crawl. Creepers, rated R from New Line Cinema. Absolutely, positively, no one under 17 admitted without caring. Leo, are we gonna are we gonna talk about Terrifier two or what? Well, I'll, I'll let you get to that one. Okay. Before right. that, okay. I want to talk about our little field trip where we were invited to go to the house of the mouse. Remember to catch a little movie, and I thought. What the hell are we watching? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, the Disney. Disney I, don't, I don't understand what 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 is Disney putting up that like 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 Hocus Pocus two three? What's going on? You know, oh, Hocus and we ended Pocus. up watching a movie called Barbarian. 
Yes. We sure did. We sure did. <laughs> like, I think we all went into that totally dark, right? Yeah, we, we just knew no the title idea. and was like, yeah. what is, what is this? Like yeah. literally like a barbarian, like Conan the Barbarian is what we all thought, yeah. I think. Yeah. I was yeah. shocked. I was yeah. shocked. Yeah. Leo, elaborate on your thoughts of kind of the ride that that film took you on. I mean, just the fact that you have two great actors. You start off with Bill Skarsgård. He's just an amazing actor, performer, and anything he does, you know, mm-hmm. then you have Georgina Campbell, you know, and she's amazing. And, you know, the story just unfolds with them too. Simple, simple premise, right? It's like Airbnb booked, overbooked by two people. Who gets to stay? Who's in there first? And let me be a gentleman. I'll, you know, it's pouring rain. Nowhere else to stay. Why don't you stay, you know, stay, whatever, you know. And the story just starts to unfold and you're like, I, this doesn't feel right. Like there's an ominous tone to his performance. And you're like, this this guy's a total fucking killer, a rapist, something, right? Like something's gonna happen, right? Mm-hmm. This this is this is the beginning of bad, bad stuff. Cause in horror movies, you know, immediately the plot unfolds immediately, you know, whether you know the killer or not, right? And the movie just took a hard stop and then a left turn, and I'm like, I did not see that coming. And I'm just like, Whoa. <laughs> like I, I felt like a little breathless because I thought the movie was over, and then and then it was just kind of like it did it a couple times. It had that yeah, a couple yeah, times. Yeah. Yeah. So just kudos to Zach Drager, man. I mean, the fact that, you know, he wrote something so original and like even, uh, uh, Roy, Roy Lee, right. He, he said like everybody passed on it cause they were not going to work on his idea of how the movie pans out the first 45 and how it just changes, you know, they're like, no, we're not going to do it. And he did, you know, and, and the fact that, a studio took it and took a chance. I'm, I'm just, I'm just thrilled because it's, it's. I always ask for something original, man. Something creep me out, you know, creep me out. Give me something original and good actors, right? Good, good writing, good actors, and that's exactly what the movie delivered. Yeah, it used he yeah. like geniusly used like uh, all the tropes that we're used to kind of seeing in horror movies and weaponized each and every one of them against the very fans who love the genre which is just awesome it honestly yeah. and i've said this before when great horror movies do their thing even great movies do the thing they have that feeling of you just saw a magician like a great magician perform a magic trick at the end of it and you're just like you got that feeling of wonderment and this is why this is why i love horror anyway like this is why i love yeah. the genre so much is that it's yeah. it's a genre that's ripe with that kind of creativity and barbarian was exactly that it was so awesome after seeing that movie and so fun being able to talk to zach too yeah yeah you know that was uh and i can't wait to see again like what he's got in store coming down the pike i was gonna say something else about uh was it barbarian oh speak uh looking forward to 2023 just to digress for a quick sec but when we did have roy lee on to talk about uh barbarian he had mentioned a new movie with uh, another one of our guests, David Desmalchin, that yes. I believe is going to be coming out in 2023 called, wait for it, dun, dun, dun. Last Night with the Devil. And yeah. Roy was going crazy about that one. He yeah. said, like, you are not ready for Last Night with the Devil. It is going to knock your socks off. I don't know if they, he probably used better words and knock your socks off, uh, I'm prepared. <laughs> but, but I'm but, ready. But yeah. But for somebody like him to say that, yes, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm sold. I'm like, I'm like, we're like, 
here's my credit card. What are my tickets? Like, you know, I'm like, I'm sold. Like, mm-hmm. let's go, you know? Yeah. And David like, Asmalchin uh, is a force. So it's going to be, it's, it's going to be, be epic. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's a, is that a later release? Cause I don't see it. Is it yeah. Like a, a I, I, release? I don't know if it's even on a release schedule yet. Wow. I don't know what, yeah. what point, you know, how, how involved in the shoot they are right now. I know it, right. it, he had said it was filming at the time when we were talking to uh, Roy. So and David mentioned it in his chat with us as well, but I'm not sure exactly what the, uh, I'm, I'm hoping 2023, but we'll see, you know, yeah. save it for 2024. Yeah. We can, we can do that too. Yeah. I, I right. prefer 2023. Yeah? Yeah. Hey, I'll, I'll take it. I'm impatient. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> well, to go back to what we were talking about for a second, uh, Terrifier, what, Lauren trying to get the ER uh, folks to watch the original Terrifier. Of course, we all got to see Terrifier 2 or to experience the wrath of Terrifier <laughs> 2 and yeah. what it did to movie theaters and uh, horror in theaters possibly forever that was a monumental event that we haven't seen ever really happen in our lifetime this is maybe something that would happen in the late 70s or something where reports of people vomiting and passing out during screenings being carried out of the theater because of what they were seeing on screen we haven't really been through that during our time anyway uh and to and live just, and, and just mind you mind you that the last time that happened okay is almost exactly 50 years ago wow what was it was what, it the exorcist what, the exorcist yeah yeah oh god it's so subject. it's i know right <laughs> well no we we showed scarlet oh yeah to spin off on this quickly yeah we showed scarlet you did the exorcist and thought she, she was right oh shit no, she was not <gasps> ready. She was not ready because she rated it a zero out of ten. Zero out of ten and just started looking at her phone throughout the movie. And she she was like, this is so boring. This isn't scary. And she, I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah. And, wow. And I'm like, did you just hear what she said? And she was like, that's nothing. I've heard my brother say much worse. Yeah. We're trying to like, <laughs> Hey, so in the seventies, like when this came out, no one had ever talked like this, let alone a child. Right. Like they right. couldn't even put the, like they couldn't get someone, I think to say that nowadays. Yeah. Making right. that like, this is shot in the re, you know, the, this movie laid the groundwork for so many of your favorite movies and she was not having it so we we're like yeah we should have oh, no. should have waited till she was a little older you know it's like yeah there's some movies That's i remember funny. when i was a kid you know when i was like 12 or something my parents were like you guys want to rent a really scary movie rosemary's baby and at yeah. 12 rosemary's baby to me was like oh my god i was so bored terrifying i couldn't stay with it though i couldn't i was so bored at 12 that's funny but then yeah. then i watched it in my 20s Again, and I was like, "Holy shit, this movie's fucking terrifying!" Yeah, but you know, it's yeah. it's all I don't know. It's, yeah. yeah, and I mean, it's a different generation, right? Yeah, but I think that you know, later on down the line, to show her again when she's a little bit, I don't know, a bit more mature with you know being able to I put it into perspective like, a little more, you know, and I, it's not her fault. No, it's not her fault, and I think that I just. She can't handle slow burns. Yeah. I just any like. But I don't, I don't know, know if anyone at that age can handle slow burn. It's my, kind of my point, right? Yeah. With me and Rosemary's baby. Yeah, that's exactly thing. it. Yeah. Yeah, especially, you know, she, I know she has an interest in writing and, and, and it, 
as she develops those skills and understanding, like she'll understand that a movie like this, there's a lot of genius in the writing, a lot of buildup, you know, yeah. a lot of fore- foreshadowing, not only in the visuals, but in the, in the dialogue and which is, which makes the movie a genius, you know, it just, you know, a lot of people that saw it young, didn't get it. There's like, Oh, it's a throw up and split pee. And I'm like, no, how did you not miss all the other awesome stuff about split personalities and talking in different languages and clairvoyancy and witchcraft? Like there's a lot of deeper meanings to the movie, you know? Right. So I think a rewatch at a, at a later date when she's into it, like in terms of understanding what the tropes and what the, what the themes and the writing is, you know, it's like, I think she'll truly appreciate it. Yeah. No, I, I, I have confidence uh, in yeah. it as well. Yeah. I, I was still, I mean, I was still scared. I went to change the laundry and I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> I'm a little scared. Yeah. No, I think up here yeah. by myself. Yeah, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she's just, it made us realize that, no, she's not ready for these kinds of movies. And, you know, we're trying to expose her to the right films at the right time so they can, she, so she can appreciate things, you know? Right. Even though, right. like, she's like, but my friend saw Midsommar. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my friend saw Hereditary. Nope. Like, just like I, I would yeah. never show her Jaws. Because she wouldn't appreciate Jaws. Yeah. And why show it now if you already kind of have that barometer, right? That she won't really appreciate right. it. To, you know, the I would shining. hate to ruin Jaws. Yeah. You or have a bad shining. experience. Yeah, exactly. Yep. It's just like, no, we're just going to watch fast paced. Right. Evil Dead 2013. One yeah. of her favorite films or the taking of Deborah Logan, one of her favorite films or House of the yeah. Devil. Now that this is this is where it spins around, though. House of the Devil which is very much that kind of style of storytelling she loved. And she actually pointed that out. She's like, I love how it slowly got us in and, and created suspense. And then interesting. this build, like she loved that. Which, I, yeah, I was in the ER when you guys were know, watching know, this for the so first sorry. time. I'm so sorry. You showed her I'm so sorry. West. I didn't know you cared. I honestly didn't know That's you cared. Funny. I was like, ah, you're not going to care. Mm. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, watch it again. Watch it's it again. the same. Oh, thing. it's the same. Oh, please. I've seen that movie so many times. It's just as good every time I watch it. It's yeah, but it's seeing it through her so eyes. So good. Yeah. And I will forever be yeah. hold a wound in my heart that the House of the Devil house went on sale. Oh, the actual house where they filmed outside and in sets completely intact was for sale. And we don't own bugs it. and all. And we don't Kill own the bugs. It. I'm, I'm, uh. Anyway, Terrifier 2. Terrifier 2. Woo! Damien Leone, David Howard yeah. Thornton, David Howard Thornton, and of course, uh, Sienna, Lauren Lavera. Wow. Yes. And dude, and, and the one that I, be- I kept calling the MVP, the one who stole my heart, is actually Casey Hardnett. Oh, yeah? Because, man. Talk, talk about a kill scene that everybody's <laughs> been talking yeah. about. Yeah, everybody was talking about it. Jesus. Everybody was, including us at the end of the film, we actually had yeah. the opportunity to do the an interview with Damien and David at the end of the film that was tagged on to the theatrical release all over. So maybe you saw it. Maybe you saw it, maybe you didn't. It was like after the credits rolled, but wow, it was cool for us to be able to sit in the theater after it and then and see yeah. us on the on the movie screen. Wow. That was yes. really amazing. It was a yeah. highlight of 2022. Yes. 
for yeah, sure. Yeah, but yeah, what he did with that, uh, what they all did with this movie on such a low budget to make it look so horrific and gory and intense, unlike uh, anyone had ever seen before, and to do it on such a giant, uh, a loud, like a megaphone, basically, and scream, <laughs> scream the genre across all these theaters all over the world in a way that hasn't been done in such a long time was exciting yeah. it was exhilarating to be a part of you listening were a part of it as well and now we get to sit back and see what happens with terrifier three. Oh my gosh i can't <laughs> like yeah i thought after the first one i'm like how can he top this and then he did and i'm like how is he gonna top two because it's so mean and just the effects are amazing and just and we got to see the little pale girl in this oh, one as well. Yeah, Introduction to new characters. Cute. Oh, and David Hartford continues to be a genius. Yeah. What are you going to say? It's Leo? all fun and games. It's all fun and games until we see Art the Clown in part three making animal balloons out of human intestines. Mm. <laughs> nice. That's my hope. That's my hopeful kill right there. Hopeful kill. Wow. Lauren, how about you? You got another one? Um, I really enjoyed, we recently saw this film, um, not too long ago, um, and it's called Fall. Yeah. And it made me feel sick. It made me feel like I was going to fall off the couch like an oh, idiot. Man. A lot of people had that experience. Leo, did you happen to see Fall? I can't watch it because I'm, I'm, I'm terrified of heights. This movie, yeah. honestly, like my palms were aching and my feet were hurting. Like, you know, that feel uh, kind of vertigo, right? Like I was getting vertigo watching yeah. the movie. Yeah, it it, yeah. it was crazy. Um, It is definitely I didn't fall asleep. It's just from the second it starts, things are happening and you're like, oh, crap. Yeah. Um, and I guess it had like 30 F-bombs in it originally, but then they took them all out to make it PG-13. And I watched it with the kids, and they actually really liked it, too. Yeah, these two girls climb a giant radio tower. Is that what it, That's a radio tower, right? I think it's a TV tower. Or a TV tower? Something like that. It's One of these like tower. big, oh, giant broadcast towers, yeah. That's worse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. Like, what, survivor horror kind of yeah. film? really really well done you don't question the uh the uh reality of it for a second it's just really really awesome yeah it just makes you so nervous the whole time you're like crap i'm gonna fall like, <laughs> i'm gonna fall I off just, the couch i, I want to get off this Thousands ride of feet. um that's i really enjoyed that one leo you have uh that's you have another crazy. one to follow it up with um the only one we we mentioned, uh, you know, is the Christmas Bloody Christmas. Yes, John Vegas. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. talk about number of f bombs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, probably probably a record. It's got to be. He probably out Tarantino. Tarantino, I'm sure. D- easily. Yeah. In the first ten minutes. <laughs> In the first ten minutes. <laughs> um, but no, it, uh, man. I, I mean, I just have so much respect for a guy that shoots on film. You know, because I remember shooting on film myself and much of a pain that was you know and the fact that you know he's got this awesome crew with the what is it channel 88 his production people yeah uh, his yep. crew right yep just awesome collaborative of, of filmmakers and actors that come together that you know to help him see his vision through you know and and then you know he pulls out uh 
rally dandy you know dandy out of uh out of the ether and i'm like i would have never cast her because she doesn't look like the type of girl that he's envisioning for the script you know and sure enough she is you know sure enough she god she hit home run with that role you know and uh so entertaining and the fact that you know it's it's so difficult to shoot in snow shoot at night shoot fire real fire real explosions uh shooting weapons guns blood santa animatronic santa you know it's like all these awesome variables that he threw together and it's just like it just sounds like it could be a horrible 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 you know b movie but it's not it's actually a well-crafted film it just looks good and and i you know i love what these actors um all brought to the table you know it, it was just a fun ride especially coming out right during christmas time um perfect you know perfect movie for the holiday you know and i think it's gonna be a rewatch for me every year for sure yeah a new yeah. christmas a new modern christmas classic yeah definitely <laughs> I want to add in a pair of films, actually, starring Micah Monroe, one of our favorites from It oh, Follows. Nice. It Follows. Yeah. And she was in Watcher that everybody has been talking about. Chloe Okuno. Right. Extraordinary film. And I want to pair that with another film that we saw with her called Significant Other. Oh, that was good. That she starred in with mm. Jake Lacey as a couple nice. dealing with relationship issues while they're backpacking in the woods up in the Pacific Northwest and uh, a meteor seems to crash into the planet. And whatever ensues is uh, very interesting and took uh, a lot of bizarre and awesome and exciting twists. This movie became things that we did not expect it was going to become. And we had a great time with it. And Micah Monroe uh, is amazing in everything she's in. So those are those are two that definitely made my list. Lauren, you have another? Um, You know, I really enjoyed TV-wise Servant Season 3. Uh, Servant season yeah. four is, I think it just came out, yeah. right? Yeah. The yeah, first, we're two episodes yes. in. That's right. Um, so good. I can't believe that it was a, it was, it was in 2022 that season three came out. Yeah. Wow. It feels so long between yeah. that's one show that like, I just can't get enough of. And I also find, I also right. find it kind of hard to, um, I find it hard to kind of catch up because so much crazy stuff has been happening throughout these seasons. Right. The writing is so awesome. Every episode you get yeah. so much in such a little t- amount of time, right? Cause Leo, you know, it's like 20 to 30 minutes an episode basically. Right. Yeah. 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 So you they're, get they're short, but there's so much it's, it's action packed. Yeah. There's so much lore and events happening in each of these episodes. It's exhilarating. Watch. I love it so much. And uh, yeah, so going into season four, we, Lauren and I saw the first few episodes, right? Yeah. And it was like, we had that experience of like, what the hell? What happened in the last season? Oh my God, I can't remember. Oh, I remember this, but I don't remember this. We're going to have to go back and rewatch some of the beginning of even the end of season two yeah. and some of the episodes of season three just to kind of get yeah. fall back into the spell yeah. of Servant. But right. I recommend you do. If you haven't started watching Servant, it's really easy and fast to catch up. It's not one of those things where like, oh my God, I got to watch 90 bajillion hours of TV. Every episode is like 20 to 30 minutes. It sucks you yeah. in, spits you out. Yeah, I'm so jealous yeah. if you haven't started and you get to start with oh. episode one. Yeah, and this is the finale, right? Season four is the last. Yeah, it's it. It's the last, last season. Yeah. That's so sad. And then we have. I hope it. Yeah, I hope it ends strong, you know. 
And then we have M. Night's uh, film to look forward to as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Knock at the cabin. Yes. Yes. But based on the book, uh, is the cabin at the end of the world? I think it is. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Starring. But dude. My co-star. Oh, that's right. From Stuber. Yeah. You guys go way back. Oh, that's funny. I can't think of his name right now. <laughs> you guys are so close. I know. That's we're close. Like, uh, come on. Like, well, I saw you at the rap party. <laughs> uh, we're best buddies. Dave Bautista. You mean, that's right. Dave, Dave Bautista. Bautista. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because he's not famous at all. He's just doing on the Guardians of the Galaxy. Exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I was the, I was the voice, <laughs> for anyone listening, I was the voice in uh, a car. Uh, in, right. in the in the Uber in Stuber. Yep, I was the radio Stuber. DJ. That's such a far fetch for you, right? <laughs> yeah. How did you ever do that role? Not typecast at all. Uh, anyway, no, Dave Bautista. Uh, no I, idea. I, I hope he did it. I hope he. I hope he did it like radio Disney, like rock and roll, like. Hey there, kids! Listen up there in the wacky world, you know, technically on Main Street, yeah, rigging rock and roll. It's pretty much like that. It was like that, and I still get, I get, I get residual checks from that every month. It's pretty like like three bucks or three three to five bucks sometimes, maybe. No, it's dollars. Yeah, it's like ten bucks or so. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, every time you stream Stuber, ka-ching. That's right. So That's you should watch Stuber. <laughs> Please watch it more. I need the I need the cash. Um, hey, but, but on that on that note, yeah. since you mentioned uh, servant uh, Lauren, yes, I want to see Rupert Grint. I want to see Nell Tiger Free. I want to see Lauren Ambrose, and I want to see Tony Cabell show up in the Flanniverse. Oh wow! Yeah, they'd all be like great, me. great additions to the Flanniverse. This, this story's wrapping up. They're all great actors. I want to see what Mike Flanagan can do with these four because. Fox Servant is so good, you know? Yeah, they're all great. I want to see them all here yeah. in the house for yes. an interview, wrap-up interview. Yeah. That, I mean, yep. that would be amazing. If you go back yeah. in the archives, you can listen to us talking to Nell and Rupert Grint and Lauren Ambrose as well. We never got to yes. talk to yeah. uh, Toby Kebble. Can hardly wait. Yeah. That's yeah. right, yeah. That's anyway, right. <laughs> back to you, Lauren. Sorry. Um, I also want to talk about... I'm just going to name these movies that I really like. Yeah. Eat, but... We don't really have to go into no, it. No, it's okay. We're yeah, we, chatting for we're already almost uh, an hour and a half, I think. So I really liked Fresh. Yep, that was really cool. Um, and I really w- liked Allegoria. Our friend Spider did that, and that came out this year. So I wanted to mention that. Yeah, great anthology horror yeah. film uh, from the, Spider, and yeah. his new one it should be coming out in twenty twenty three. That's right. Barry the Bride is coming out this year. Which is going to be exciting to see. Um, and I really liked, um, where is it? Sorry, guys. I have a list. It's a very, very long list. I really liked Nope. And did I say The Black Phone? No, you didn't say Scott Derrickson's, Derrickson's The Black Phone. You did not say that one. And I really liked The Black Phone. Mm-hmm. All great, all great. Leo, you got any more okay. to add? Uh, no, I would say those that Lauren mentioned, I also enjoyed very much. Uh, I thought those were fantastic. Um, yeah, there's um, there's a lot that I missed. I know that the, the, I, I think I missed most of the TV shows. Like I did not finish. I did not watch. Uh, like I didn't finish Yellow Jackets yet. Which I know season two is coming oh, out soon. Really yeah, good. we haven't finished uh, Yellow yeah. Jackets too, but that we were loving what we were seeing. I think we only had like 
two episodes left. Too. Yeah, we almost made it to the end. It was great. Fantastic. Yeah. That was really and good. Chucky season two was great. Yes. Uh, it just got renewed for season three, which is awesome. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm hoping that to catch up more on television because I seem to uh, really, really lag there, you know, but um, there's, just so much, there's so, much, so much to watch. Yeah. 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 It's it's a commitment uh, to spend that kind of time. And. Yeah, I always find TV is hard. It's, that's a hard, tough beast to get into, although I uh, seeing Mike Flanagan's Midnight Club this year. We did uh, we did manage to watch that and it was amazing. Yeah. I suggest yeah. I mean episode eight starring Henry yeah. Thomas and Alex Esso is my favorite episode of that. Uh, that was a really cool episode. So so good. There's a lot of stuff I could identify with uh, throughout uh, basically the whole series too. I felt yeah. it was a really yeah. There's a lot of stuff I connected really personally to to that as well. And um, seeing all those guest directors like you know our friend Axel Carolyn and. You know, everybody kind of uh, helping out with other episodes and, and taking the helm yeah. as well is, is always really fun to see that happen uh, in the Flanniverse. And, you know, again, we're really looking forward to the fall of the House of Usher coming yeah. out. Yeah, no, definitely. And I would like to recommend not specifically horror, mm-hmm. but a show that I like to, <laughs> to watch. Oh, I know what you're talking about. That I made Trevor start watching. Yeah, it's great, man. And if you haven't watched you know what, Ginny and Georgia. Yeah, if you're a horror fan, you'd love Ginny and Georgia. That's right. It's like a dark Gilmore Girls. That's right. And uh, that's funny. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. It's very crazy. It's very fast paced and, you know, it's worth checking out. So yeah. If you haven't checked out Ginny and Georgia, check it out. Yeah, it's not what it uh, it's not what it appears to be. Yes. And it's yeah, and I title, love things that I mean, are I, like that. I don't know nothing about it, but the title to me sounds campy, and that, that's when you when you say that I'm like, oh. But I know Brianna Howie's in it, mm-hmm. and I loved, loved, loved her performance in the Exorcist TV show. Oh yeah, and that was another you know. thing. Lauren and I never got a chance to see the Exorcist TV show, and oh, God, what a so whole good. universe to explore. That I mean, Ty West even directed, uh, I think, a couple episodes yes. of that sh- show, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got it. We got to sit, sit back one of these. It's one yeah. of those like on the list, like when we get like a big, uh, huge slot of time off or something, or like when we Dude, retire. It's, it like, <laughs> it's like you watch. Yeah, it's but it's like you watch the first episode, you get sucked in because you get hooked because it's like you're like, what? It's like it's not the typical. Hey, there's a girl chained to a bed in a, in a, in a house or a dungeon, right? Yeah, like we got to perform this ritual. It's like it's like, no, let's use the whole city of Chicago as a backdrop for the story. That is so cool. And shit happens everywhere. And that's why I I loved that that somebody thought outside the box. Uh, And Roy Lee was behind that as a producer. And Jeremy Slater was a showrunner. And yeah, people like Ty West directed episodes. It's like, God, some awesome people were involved, you know? That sounds amazing. I'm excited. Yeah. To one day when we're retired, check that Watch out. Because I'd be honest, <laughs> yeah. it's like yep. really hard. Yeah, I think it's tough for everybody to fit all this content in. That's another thing. I mean, look, at this is just 2022 and we haven't even talked about, I mean, got Studio 666, BJ McDonald yeah. came out at the beginning of yeah. 2022 with the Foo Fighters. Yeah. That was really oh, good. Man, what, yeah, bad side timing, you know, for what happened, you know, with Taylor yeah. and all that. But. Yes. But man, what a what an awesome movie! Yeah, 
so well done, so funny, and also featuring Jenna Ortega, who had an explosive year in horror, starring in Scream as well. Yeah. yeah. Radio Silence's yeah. Scream came out in 2022. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, their new one coming out, I think it, it, early 2023, right? Is it, isn't it? Um, March what? 10th. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, the first quarter of 2023. Yeah, it's March 10th, yeah. And then uh, on on the Jenna Ortega note, not a show that, well, a show that she has been in. I'm not sure if she's in the new or, or appearing in any further seasons of You. I'm not sure what, what what that looks like. But there is a new season of You, season four. Yep. I am so excited for that. Coming out this year. And it's split into two parts, five episodes, uh, two five episode parts, one in February. And one in, is it March or May? It's sad that they make us wait. Yeah, right? Torture. Uh, Yeah, February 9th, 2023. And the second part scheduled for release March 9th. So Penn Badgley and you is something to look forward to. Taking place in London and Paris. That's going to be good. We started watching Mayfair Witches with Alex D'Addario and Annabeth Gish. Yes. Uh, based on the Anne Rice trilogy of books. That's been amazing. They're, yep. uh, they're on two episodes now. And, you know, I love I love that old school way of releasing shows. Servant does this. And I, I know Mayfair Witches does, does this and some other TV shows are doing this where you only get one episode at a time. I love it because it drives our kids crazy. Yeah, because they got to wait. Have, yeah. They're just like, what the <laughs> yeah. hell? Yeah. And I'm like, you entitled asshole. Welcome to 1980. <laughs> you entitled asshole. Right. And, oh my God, I can't believe we didn't talk about this. Jenna Ortega. Fucking Wednesday. Wednesday. I know. I was waiting Oh my for God. This. Yeah. Wednesday was awesome. Yeah. That was so fun. Yeah. I think I've said the word awesome like a thousand times today. <laughs> Remember that time <laughs> I said, what was it? Outstanding. outstanding. Lauren, get like this one episode we did where I said outstanding and outstandingly high number of times so now i purposely awesome. like don't say outstanding but unfortunately i always have to say something like uh, it's awesome now that's that's my new outstanding uh that's funny yeah oh my gosh uh, uh it was incredible yeah wednesday was amazing <laughs> see <laughs> it's outstanding that's funny. Uh, we should get you like a chart that has like just get a bell and whenever i say something stupid just ding it uh, okay wednesday was awesome see Wednesday was great. <laughs> Wednesday was great. It and was it gave fun. us that dance. It was fun. Yes. The dance, the Wednesday dance. Yes. I'm trying to convince one of our kids to do that for the talent show. Yes. I'm not sure she's on board yet, but I'm working on it. Oh, you'll make it happen. You'll make it happen. Trying to go back into my list here. I know we've kept you listening forever, but we talked about Fresh, uh, mentioned the menu with Anya Taylor Joy and Ralph Fiennes, definitely on the list. Smile, watch that over the holidays. Uh, Pray for the Devil, that was fun. Possession movie, very uh, innovative possession movie. Yep. Following, twist, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, kind of following the story of a nun exorcist yeah uh you won't be alone you had mentioned uh blah 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 vhs 99 deadstream 2 which is black phone you talked about terrifier 2 uh oh this one came out that uh, that caused a lot of noise at the at the hands of a chainsaw we got to talk to our friend fetty alvarez who was involved in it David Blue Garcia's yes. Texas Chainsaw, right. yeah, came out in February uh, of 2022. The uh, Fetty doing the story, 
and David Blue doing the directing. It was so great. That was crazy. That bus scene, I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we finally one. get a chainsaw scene, and we finally get a massacre scene in the movie. Right, yeah, yeah. right. And Fetty, I don't know, it's, he's involved in the Aliens franchise now, and is that supposed yes. to come out? Are we going to see something in 2023? Leo, do you know any skinny on that I right hope now? So. I hope so. I hope it is scheduled for this fall sometime. I really do, because I can't wait to see what he does. I know there's two competing... Um, there's two competing shows, I believe. But I think his is the one I'm looking forward to because I know he's going to go back and, you know, make Alien scary again, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and Fetty Alvarez obviously did uh, 2013's Evil Dead, one of the best, one of the best, I, I don't know, reboots. It's not a, it's, it's not a remake. It lives kind of in the same universe. What he did was same really, universe, yeah. yeah, it was really, yeah. really, oh, God. I've been playing the Evil Dead video game, uh, speaking yes. of, right? Over. And I've been having a hell of a time Over. trying to get, you know, uh, kill possessed Mia with a nail gun over the past couple of days. Like hundreds oh, of times funny. I've tried. I did it once. Yeah. And then hundreds our of time. eight-year-old did it first time. First, first time. Oh, my God. It frustrated yeah, him I'm so dr- much. Yeah, it drove me crazy. It drove me crazy. I wanted to destroy everything right there. But... Um, what was it going to say? Uh, Fiddy Alvarez, Evil Dead. Yeah, Lee Cronin's Evil Dead Rise coming out in yes. April, I believe. I, I'm i so sorry. I don't have the dates in front of me, but it's coming out really soon. I think it's April. Yeah, it's April 21st. Yeah. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to yeah. see a new Evil Dead movie in a theater. I'm so excited. Yeah. God help us. The the trailers are... Uh, I mean, we went and saw Megan. And if you see Megan right now, the trailers leading up to Megan are amazing. Again, yeah, amazing. Nice. I said fucking amazing again, Lauren. Oh, God. Ding the bell. Oh, wait. Ding. Nope. I got yeah. it. Yeah. No, I got it. I got <laughs> oh, it. you're getting. Do you have a bell? Yeah, yeah. Come on, give me the bell. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, God. So go ahead, man. Test me. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Hold on. Okay. Another film that I wanted to talk about from 2022 that, oh, it seems like nobody's talking about. My Best Friend's Exorcism. That's right. Yes. Came out on Prime Video in September. Yeah. Chris Landon produced it. One of the producers yeah. on it. Freaky. Yeah, Happy Death Day. Yeah. Paranormal Activity. One yeah. of the best writer-directors out there was involved in this. And it was uh, based on the book by Grady Hendrix with Elsie Fisher and Amaya Miller. Uh, directed by Damon Thomas. Script written by Jenna Lamia. For anybody who's a fan of Jennifer's body, see My Best Friend's Exorcism. Yeah. V- written kind of in the same spirit. It was a blast. Yeah. Our 13-year-old liked it, too. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah. He's sleeping on the bell. I said, amazing. He didn't hit the bell. I was waiting. (laughs) (laughs) The double bell. Uh, Uh, All right. Anything else you can think of? I think that's... Oh, yeah. Another horror event that happened. We we, we saw it and we were on a Disney cruise. Oh, that was really cool. Rob Zombie's Monsters. Oh, nice. Yeah. It was campy. It was fun. Hey, man. They did a great job. They did a great job. They did a great job. Um, I think I was at the kids club. During yeah, you were. When you were watching that. Um, for 2023, super excited for all these movies that are coming out. Yeah, lay it on us. Uh, Infinity Pool, I'm excited for. Um, and then I'm excited for Evil Dead Rise. Um, The Nun 2, 
Are you, I know you're excited for hey, that. Hey, man, I'm the biggest nun fan ever. Yeah. Um, now, if they're making a Winchester Mystery House sequel, <laughs> count me in, too. Yeah. Um, And then Insidious Chapter 5. There's just yes. so many things. Um, I could go on and on. Well, we talked about Knock at the Cabin. Cocaine uh, Bear, Winnie the Pooh. Uh, scream. That's right. Scream, scream six. That's a lot of screams. Yep. Uh, Renfeld's coming out. Nick Cage. That trailer was at the beginning of uh, Megan. What else? The Strangers. Yeah. Yes, the That's Strangers. It's coming out. It's going to yeah. be the first. Uh, the first in a trilogy of Strangers. Movies. Yeah, Rennie Harlan's directing it. Mm-hmm. So random. He, didn't he direct a? Uh, uh, Elm Street 4, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah, he did one of the Elm Street yeah. movies. I'm not yeah. sure off the top of my head which one. Haunted Mansion's coming yeah. out in August. Yeah, yeah. The Haunted Mansion movie, hold on, there's a beeping happen coming out from my closet here from the backup recorder because the battery's dead. Lauren, if you got any more. Um, I am uh, very excited for, uh, I think the new Ghostbusters comes out in December. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um... The Exorcist, uh, the Pope. oh man, yeah. Speaking of speaking of the Exorcist, because I think that's October October thirteenth. Yeah, I'm I'm nervous about that. I, I think this is the do or die moment right there for that movie because um, do, you, do you guys remember my office in radio? In radio, we yep. had a big Danny McBride poster, mm-hmm. and it's a picture of Danny McBride looking at you, pointing, and it says, "Don't fuck up." <laughs> like, is that how all you? All I keep thinking is. Yeah, if that movie is fucked and doesn't work, then the whole franchise, right? That'll oh, be that'll be it for that, right? Yeah, no more. That's it. Yeah. That's it. But I am hopeful like, that my thirteen-year-old will be like, "Oh, I really like this one because it's, <laughs> it's new." Because <laughs> I love CGI vomit. Yeah. Oh God, it kills me. It just kills me. I'm hoping like. She's gonna appreciate these things when she gets older. Um, yeah, it was that was That's heartbreaking. Mm, no, it was. It was traumatic. Yeah, I'm still trying to <laughs> recover. <laughs> Zero out of ten. So, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, this year's got some a lot of great releases. If you, if you had to pick one movie to watch this year, to be like, I'm only like I'm looking I'm looking so forward to just one of these. Which one would it be? Ooh, that's a good question. I know for me. Okay, what's yours? Evil Dead. Evil Dead Rise. Mm, I'm such a huge nice. Lee Cronin fan, and right. I can't wait to see what he does with uh, with Evil Dead Rise. I, I, I know it's going to be great. Some yeah. of those shots, too, just, um, I don't know who it is, the character uh, kind of floating above the water, that promo shot that yeah. made the rounds. Right. Oh, I just know that if, yeah. it's, if you've got imagery like that, and the, from what I saw in the trailer, it was so great. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I can never just pick one because I have that That's, issue. You have to. But, um, I mean, there's movies I'm really excited about, but then there's a movie that I'm really curious about. Which one should I go for? Excited or Curious. Curious. The new Ari Aster movie. Yeah. What's it called? Bo is Afraid. Oh, Bo is Afraid. Yeah. 
April Joaquin 21st. Phoenix. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty. Ari Aster has not let us down. Yes. He's not. It's going to be great. Let me down. It's going to be great. So I'm looking forward it's to gonna that. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Leo! It's going to be amazing. For, for or awesome. Face. Was it awesome or amazing? Now I forget what I said. <laughs> I think I messed up my own shit, right? Uh, I don't remember if I was amazing or awesome. Okay. I think they're both equal. <laughs> I think they're both equal. Okay. Equally Jesus. evil. Kill the bell. Kill <laughs> Why? We're done. Okay. All right. Uh, people are going to be like, so I tuned in and it was morning radio. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, don't you want to see Skidamarink? I want to see Skidamarink. It's out I know, now. But I, he said I can only pick one. Okay. Okay. I'm very curious about Skidamarink, by okay. the way. Yeah. Some people have, some people have said not favorable things about it and some people have spoken over the moon about it so i can't wait to i mean the trailer for me for me the trailer for skin and rink is the scariest trailer i've ever seen there's no arguing that is the scariest trailer it's creepy seen. it's yeah it's really creepy for sure in this house in this house so scary that sounds like a lift by the way i think from yeah. like the last house on the left or no the exorcist i think is that from the exorcist trailer oh i wonder it could be in this house Maybe there is a Could little be. girl. Sounds Remember like that? Yeah. 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 Sounds about right. Leo. So good. What are you most excited for? I'm looking forward to a movie that apparently is going to come out soon. I don't even know when. I don't. I don't know the release date or anything. But the Outwaters. It's uh, shot here. It was. I know it was shot here. It's sort of found, found footage movie shot here in the Mojave Desert, and uh, it's a special place in my heart because I actually camped out there, you know, for a week. So I know the terrain. And I'm really curious what these filmmakers did that was so different that everybody who's seen it has said, like, dude, this movie is fucking insane. It's it's crazy. Like it's it's dark. It's it's like it makes you feel dead inside by the time you you know you're, you're done watching it. You know, so uh, I want to see the magic. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I'm looking yeah. for. I don't, I don't know when the theater the theatrical releases, but whenever it comes out in theaters like i'm looking forward to it some exciting stuff on the horizon i wanted to add in and i don't know if this is coming out in 2023 i know they just wrapped at the end of 2022 i think september or october there is this movie and maybe you're listening have seen it maybe you have not goes back to 2014 called the last shift and it follows a police officer played by juliana Harkavy, who was uh, the Black Canary on CW's Arrow superhero show. And uh, she plays like a rookie cop and she's given the the graveyard shift at the police station. And it is terrifying. It's one of those movies I watched it, I think, on, the f- on my phone during uh, well, I couldn't sleep one night. You were asleep, but I was watching this movie in the dark. And I, it was one of those things after it finishes, I didn't want to get up to go to the bathroom. I was too scared. Oh, it kind of lives in your head. It lives in your head. Right. This one lives in my head and it still lives there. And as one of the scariest films I've ever seen, 2014's Last Shift, you'd probably recognize the poster art is this crazy looking uh, entity with a pentagram carved into his whole face. That's the kind of poster shot 
the director of that movie is remaking his own film. Oh, no way. So, which I've never really, I, I, I don't know if I've ever seen that happen before. Like, we'll literally right. will remake their own film. So, it's uh, Anthony de Blasi, and he's redoing the whole thing with uh, Jessica Sula starring. And there was a little blurb about what he was planning on doing as to why. Okay, so it's, it's being produced by this company, Welcome Villain. And he said they were allowed to fully realize their vision without the limitations they faced with the original film, like the practical effects, the authentic locations, incredible cast and unwavering support from the team has propelled this project to an entirely new level that we hope will more than satisfy existing fans and new fans alike. And he's brought along Josh and Sierra Russell of Russell effects who did the night house and Christmas bloody Christmas to do all the prosthetic and makeup effects. Very cool. It's going to be, that's awesome. Extraordinary. Is that a good word? I'm, yes. I'm trying to think of a new, yeah. you know, a new great word. <laughs> yes. Extraordinary. But that is, uh, that is definitely on my list. And I think that about, that about wraps it up for me for all the, anything I can think of now. And you know, what's going to happen. There's a bunch of every week. There's going to be something coming yeah. out that we're going to be like, Oh my God, this is the best thing I've ever seen. Right. Yeah. As is with this yeah. genre. It's exploding. There's more yeah. horror now than there ever has been. I'm a thousand percent convinced of that. And that is because of those big successes, right? Like Terrifier blowing up in the theaters and the streaming and everything else that's going on. Horror is in its peak renaissance period now. And uh, it is a yep. great time to be a horror fan. It sure is. Yep. Anything else to add, guys? <sighs> um, I think... That covers it. I mean, there was Hocus Pocus 2. Oh, yeah. Waited like 30 years for this movie. Mm -hmm. And it was, it brought up a lot of good feelings. And I think maybe they're going to make another one. Really? Is that the rumor? That is the rumor. But I don't know if the three sisters are going to sign on. Um, You know, I went in with really low expectations. I did fall asleep maybe a few times, but I eventually made it through the whole thing and I enjoyed it. And hopefully you listening have made it through the whole thing here and not have fallen asleep (laughs) listening to us. Not likely. Yap. (laughs) (laughs) Should have played like the Brahms lullaby throughout the whole episode. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Well, if you're still hanging out with us, thank you so much for listening. And, uh, as we, uh, Wade back into the fold in 2023. Hopefully this episode did not disappoint you all that much. <laughs> We're so positive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> any other, any other final words, guys? Uh, happy boo year. Cause I feel like I always say that. Yeah. Um, and I'm super excited for 2023. And Leo, we did get a booth at Monster Palooza this year, so uh, we'll be back there just to let you know. <laughs> nice, <laughs> just to let you know. Yeah, and to, and to everybody releasing, to everybody releasing the sequel, in the famous words of Danny McBride, "Don't fuck it up." Guessing, <laughs> <laughs> great words of wisdom. I love it. Yeah. I love it. All right. Well, uh, till next time, it's Trev, Lauren, and Leo, and uh, we are the Boo Crew, and we say, Mahalo. No, sweet screams. That's right. Ding us out, Leo.
Oh, I, I retired the bell, man. Oh, okay. All right. Well, thank God. The bell's gone to hell. All right. Sweet <laughs> screams, everybody. Thank you for hanging. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Boo Crew Podcast. Haunt the Boo Crew at TalesFromTheBooCrew.com. Tales from the Boo Crew on Facebook and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at Tales from the Boo. The Boo Crew is Lauren and Trevor Shand and Leone D'Antonio. The Boo Crew is produced by Lauren Shand, chopped and sliced by Trevor Shand. The Boo Crew is a TSP creation, part of the Bloody Disgusting. Podcast Network. Bye. A bloody disgusting podcast network. Home of the Boo Crew. For horror-centric interviews. SCP archives. Weekly full cast storytelling. Horror queers. Genre commentary from an LGBTQ perspective. And creepy. For disturbing and terrifying creepy pastas. Listen free wherever you stream audio and at bloodydisgusting.com slash podcasts.